his first run and a good one. Williams outside, 15, keeps his feet, and Williams finds the end zone, and he is in for a touchdown. On second down, here's a toss. Here is Lucas. Jalen Lucas, that great speed, keeps his feet inside the 30. Lucas, 10, 5, touchdown, Indiana. It's Henderson cutting back and finding the end zone, touchdown, Welcome to the OEO Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Bragg. You can find me on Twitter. It's at Braggley, B-R-A-G-G-L-E-Y. Brandon's not here. Sad face. I think. I don't know. It might be a lot might be a lot more enjoyable for people on a Monday morning to listen to this without uh, getting their faces melted off by Brandon. But um, to make things a little bit less enjoyable, I guess, is producer Seth is here with us, of course. Um, you can block him on Twitter. It's at Satah five S E T A H five. What's up, Seth? Oh, I'm just the optimism train here. We just got good stuff happening on my football teams. I mean, everything's great. I don't. Yeah. Really glad I put Justin Fields back in the starting lineup today for that disaster or whatever your team is trying to do. So, um, cool. Speaking of disasters, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna start it on a positive note. We have lost again. 0-3 in conference, all three losses coming to, at the time, undefeated teams. And then that team went ahead and lost to an undefeated team. All four losses as a team, and correct me if I'm wrong, no, Louisville lost on Saturday, didn't they? A pit, yeah. yeah. They got beat at pit. Everybody loses at pit, though. Bad. But, you know, coming into this week, undefeated. Really good teams, right? All of them ranked, mm-hmm. um, minus Maryland. Um, but... Wait, let's not get too down. Let's not get too down before we get into it. So uh, we're going to talk about game number six. It's a loss on the road to Michigan, 52 to seven. Um, I didn't get to watch much of the game. I watched a half, but in like pieces, uh, kind of listened and watched on the way up to blipping live um, with my children, <laughs> <laughs> which was a, a nice, uh, a nice kind of, you know, sideways route around the sadness that it was the football game um so seth did the outline he's got a lot of stats in here that i i don't necessarily care about but uh well we can go through them at some point um 52 to 7 the final i went back through and read some of the box score stuff um can't understand how they scored 52 points um based on some of the things i'm reading i mean there's they've got five more receptions they ran the ball nine more times doesn't that doesn't usually equate to 45 points um <laughs> so and, and seth's trying to prove me wrong here but each team iu carried the ball 33 times michigan 42 iu had 14 team catches michigan had 19 and they scored 52 points and they weren't like 90 yard touchdowns I mean, that's what I was just looking at. I mean, there's a, a, was a 54 yard catch from a Colston 36 Loveland. yard drive for a touchdown, a 51 yeah. yard drive for a touchdown, a 52 yard drive yeah. for a touchdown. It all comes 65, down to what? 45, 46. Yeah. It all comes down to the takeaways and the turnover field margin. position. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. yeah. Of course. And I think they had a real big kick return. Um, let me, I'm just happen to be here. Maybe not. They had a 28-yard kick return, a 27-yard punt return. It was the punt return. It was the punt return, the Tyler Morris one. I think it was like right before halftime or around that that time where they were starting to gain a lot of momentum. Um, yeah, it's 52-7. to 
it is what it is, right? Um, I think that we can go through some of the good things that I thought were good. And then we, for some reason, changed them up and planned on changing them up. Apparently, um, first quarter went very, very well to the point to where I turned to my wife in the van as we were up to, uh, on our way to Blippi, um, saying, I, we continue to play like this. We might have a legitimate shot to at least hang in this. Um, and then we just decided that we weren't going to continue doing what we were doing, uh, which was weird. Um, and then we stuck with that thing that didn't do as well as the first thing, what I thought. So, um, what I'm referencing is we made a quarterback change in the middle of the quarter. Um, was it the middle of the quarter or at least in the half? It was the third drive. It was, yeah, it was right before the end of the first quarter. So I think. Yeah, right before the end of the first quarter. And so people are like, well, you know, Brendan Soresby led us on the touchdown drive. Well, did he? He didn't even throw the touchdown pass. <laughs> Our wide receiver threw the touchdown pass. Um, I thought Taven looked good. Uh, perfect? No, I think he looked like a freshman. And sometimes with some of those interceptions, and one of them was a tip, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the other one was just a bad throw. Again, into the first quarter when he was done playing, it was 7-0. Or, or no, it wasn't 7-0 when he was done playing, but 0-0 still when he was out there playing football. The defense was holding up. I thought we moved the ball pretty well a couple different def, de, couple different drives. Back-to-back uh, three and outs for the defense to start the yeah. game. I I thought he looked like he was kind of in a rhythm. Again, he made a, mm-hmm. he made one one throw that was tipped, another throw that was kind of either a bad route or, or just a freshman mistake or redshirt freshman, whatever you want to call it. The dude had two drives. He threw the ball 7 to 13, 52 yards. He was the leading passer in the game. Leading passer. And so he didn't come in, right? He didn't come back into the game. So yeah, he did. ran it out. Did he come no. back in? Yeah, he came back in. Okay. I, I again I saw I only saw the first half. Um, I'm glad he came back in. Hopefully he can continue to hold that spot down. Nothing against Soresby. I thought Soresby made some pretty good, pretty fancy uh moves with his feet a couple times. It, it, do we do it now? Do you want to do the have the quarterback discussion now? Do we even need to talk about the game? Sure, let's do it. Okay. What are we doing? So the quarterback room went 13 for 28 for 96 yards, 14 carries for 19 yards, two interceptions, three fumbles, two fumbles lost. Yeah, it wasn't good. But what I think the issue is, it's if you could combine these two guys into one player, you'd, you'd have a hell of a quarterback. Um, Soresby's a willing runner. He's not a great passer but he's a, he's a better decision maker and Taven doesn't want to run the ball. He just does not, not into it at all. Wants to be a pocket passer, um, but doesn't make good decisions. So if you could combine those two guys, hot damn, you got a, you know, you got a quarterback. Um, But as of right now, what the hell do you have? And as soon as one guy starts to get a little bit of confidence, then they switch. Yeah. So and then as soon as Soresby starts to get a little bit of confidence, then they switch. It's like, wh- how do you feel good about yourself? I get not naming a starter to enter the season. I believe that it was a fierce competition. I believe it was hard to make the decision. But damn it, you're six weeks into the season. You haven't. You still have pussyfooted around on making a decision. And how the hell does you know you've shot both their confidence in one fell swoop? 
And now we're getting the Twitter whispers are becoming a roar of when's Dexter Williams coming back. Uh, I saw he was practicing, right? Uh, wasn't he dressed in warmups? Where's he at? And it's like, well, holy, holy hell. Like at the second half of the Louisville game, we're like, we got a quarterback. This guy's confident. He's throwing ropes. He's making decisions. And now we got nobody again, two quarterbacks out, you know, confidence, at least hopefully they can bounce back. It's recoverable. And now we got the fans who are already going, where's Dexter Williams? Is he back yet? Is he healthy? Is he an option? I just want uh, another thing to put in perspective here is that this is probably, and it, it's debatable, I would say, probably the best defense in the country. If not, it is definitely the second best defense in the country. They're good. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. They're yeah. good. We scored the second most points, I think, tied for second most points they've given up all year and with seven. They are very good. Um, let me read some stuff. Now, the first po- first drive, obviously, pass and complete, pass and complete, pass and complete punt. Or pass complete, pass and complete punt, right? Um, then when they come out, they send them three and out on negative 11 yards with a sack, I think, to finish the drive. Um, and then here's Taven's second drive, okay? Complete to camper for six. And then... Uh, get to whatever it's com- either way, complete run, complete, complete, incomplete, complete run, complete, complete run, run. And then this was the killer down at the Michigan 11 on third and seven. I think it was Kadic or it was Carter Smith with a false start on third and seven Smith. Yep. With just a, I mean, a great drive. I mean, boom, 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 boom. First down, boom, boom, boom. First down, boom, first down, boom, 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 boom. First down, like just, marching down the field against this defense and then on third and 12 under pressure if i remember right mm-hmm. is when he threw his pick i just i just don't think that i understand it's scripted but at that point i'm like dude you just drove down that field pretty easily and he knew it was coming out them no matter yeah. what even if he scores a touchdown he's out <laughs> i don't know man it, it didn't make sense to me but here's what did make sense that game plan is the game plan during that drive made a hell of a lot of sense. It was quick yeah. reads. The ball was out. It was slants. It was stops. It was just really quick. One step, not even read, just get it out. And you were getting in second and manageable, third and short, and they were easy to convert. That was a rhythm. That was a methodical drive that you could have been able to replicate on. Yeah. And then they make the bad throw, you know, whatever. And then it's over. Then they make the quarterback switch. You know, at that point, it's it's who knows? It's just a complete crapshoot at that point. And so that's the frustration, I think, is because you have no you have two quarterbacks, you have none. Yeah. And I'm a I'm a big Brendan Sorsby fan. Like I ha- I own a shirt. I've contributed to his IAL money. I own a Brendan Sorsby shirt. I'm not saying that he's not a good quarterback or he shouldn't be the starting quarterback, but we saw what Taven can do if you just leave him in and let him run an offense, even under that crap Walt Bell offense, they at least looked competent and good for a half, right? And then they looked pretty good uh, a couple other times. I mean, they looked great against Indiana State, obviously, but um, I thought they looked really good on his second drive. Everything looked right. It looked like it made sense. It looked like there was a, a competent person running and calling plays the quarterback looked confident it, it's just a weird thing i get it 
maybe I think I get it a little bit. I kind of see the logic of new offensive coordinator. Let's test him out in a real game scenario, see how it goes. I think you're too late in the season. I think you just you just got to pick a quarterback and stick with it. Here's the thing, guys. It's not the end of the world. No, not at all. <laughs> if we take a step back, we all had this markdown as a loss. We all this had, is where you expect it to be. Yes, we all had the majority of what's happened in the season outside of the coin flip of the Louisville game of where we are. Honestly, Seth has us in this exact same position right now. And he has us going six and six to finish the season at the beginning of the season. Um, There's still light at the end of the tunnel. Now, we're probably skipping ahead a little bit, but I will say, and I will be there Saturday. I will say if Saturday turns into a crapshoot of what the last two games have been, then I think it's time to start reevaluating a lot. What are your thoughts on that? Because I don't, I do not think I'm still going to stick by it. I do not think Rutgers is a very good football team. No, they're not a five and a five and two. They are five and two, but they are not a five and two football team. No, this is not your traditional five and two Big Ten team that's on the fringe of being ranked or maybe in the low, you know, in the high twenties. This is a this is a team that's beat Wagner, Virginia <laughs> Tech, you know, real real big baddies. Mm-hmm. North, well, they start with Northwestern, uh, Illinois. You know, these are the teams. These are the the high echelon teams they've defeated. Um, so yeah, I mean, you're in a position still where everything is still out in front of you. <laughs> I mean, the hardest games, the hardest games are behind you. The hardest game on the, well, at Penn State's still there, but that's fine. Yeah, but Again. Ohio State and Michigan. I mean, traditionally, yeah. toughest yeah. games behind you. Yeah. Yeah. I was just trying to see if for some reason anybody on the AP poll gave any sort of love to Rutgers, and they didn't. Okay, good. No. The, the question is, you, you'd like to have some confidence. You'd like to have an embedded and entrenched quarterback who, if he does throw a shit ball in the red zone, isn't looking over his shoulder, wondering when the hook's coming, or he knows the hook's coming, even if he throws the even if he throws a perfect ball into the end zone. I mean, that's what you got to worry about is you don't want quarterbacks looking over your over their shoulder. The great thing about Sam Hartman, and God, I only watched about three quarters of that game, <laughs> um, is he knew that no matter what bad ball he threw, they're not taking him out. He can make a mistake. He can make a bad read. These quarterbacks aren't there yet. And because they don't have the confidence, they don't have that trust built up. You know, I think they play with a little bit of that pucker butt. And you gotta, you gotta let them, you know, learn through making some of those mistakes. And unfortunately, you know, because you got two, you got none. I hate, I mean, I say it all the time. Let's be real, but I hate it so much. Oh, yeah. It's, it's stupid. Um, just I was just looking at watching, you know, looking at the actual game I did watch. I did watch a lot of uh Mike Pennix play. Um he threw a pick. Right? He's not looking over his shoulder, right? Yeah. Do you even know the name? I've watched every single one of his games this year. Yeah. I can't tell you the name of their 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 backup quarterback. Don't doesn't even exist. No. I was just looking at the uh is this him right here? Is it Jeremy Bernard or is he somebody else? Mm-hmm. Dude, he only he completed 22 passes to five players. That's crazy. Um, I'm trying to see who this guy is. He threw a pass in the game. 
is, yeah. is a wide receiver. So no. What did I send you today? He's minus one forty in Heisman, and the next uh, crop of players is at plus one one thousand. Do you want to know what he was going into that game? Plus two twenty. He was in first place at plus two twenty going into that game. Yeah, Williams had the worst half I have ever seen a quarterback of that caliber ever throw. And it's the, the Windies. He's eating too many JBCs. <laughs> too many JBCs. Too many spicy nugs for free. I mean, he's still a great quarterback. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I mean, I. I put Williams on my team in a heartbeat but that, that, that half was that half was awful um and yeah that that half alone vaulted him from what what do you say plus 220 to plus minus 220 to minus whatever he is now yeah. yeah I would I would keep an eye out just to kind of, we're, we're so far off track at this point doesn't matter yeah, uh, we're having fun homeless quarterback what's his name uh Gabriel Gabriel transfer from UCF he's in second I'm pretty sure he I there's a crop at about 1000 to yeah to like 1250. If you want to not pick Penix to win the Heisman Trophy, I do think Dylan Gabriel, because they were they were hyping him up because of his second half in the um mm. the I'm not gonna say it. Texas game. I'm not gonna be able to say it right. Red oh. River rivalry. There you go. Uh-huh. Um they were hyping him up. Where is this? Red River Rivalry. Red River Rivalry. There it is. I just, I'm legitimate just trying to say it. Red River Rivalry. I can't say it. I can't say it unless it's real slow. Well, yeah. Okay. Whatever. You know, I don't want to talk about this game. Do you want to? I mean, we can do some things. We'll do our stocks. We'll do. Yeah, let's do the stocks. I mean, I think that's healthy. Stock up the on cleansing. Offense. Stock up on offense. I have nobody. Well. Oh no, I'll no, you're one. wrong. You're I'll wrong. Pick one if I need to. I'll, but you go ahead and go first. Yeah, the answer is Brent Howland. Oh, that Trent Howland. Trent Howland. Damn, I'm thinking of the, <laughs> the former basketball coach uh, from Pitt and UCLA. Yeah, Trent Howland. Five carries, 35 yards. I know it doesn't jump the page, and most of that was in garbage time. Um, but he had good forward lean. He ran with good pad level. He's a monster. Um, yeah, he's yeah. He, he reminded me again. I hate you always get in trouble with comparisons. I'm not trying to do that. I'm not saying he's LeGarrette Blunt. I'm not saying that he's uh, who's the guy Stephen Jackson from the Rams for a oh, long time. Yeah. Yeah. But he's got that like six three two twenty five like real big sturdy yeah. body upright um, runner. Yeah, yeah. But he's got a lower pad level. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, really liked what he had. Um, and you know, just like to have another option back there. I, that was legit. The only one I could think of. So I, I guess we could stay there. I mean, I don't know. Donovan McCauley, I thought he looked pretty good. Yeah, I thought he looked good, not just his pass, but I thought a couple of the catches he made. Uh, there was a pass that got called back. I think it was on a third down, maybe a second or third down, where he had to dive down and make a, a good catch. Um, they got called back on a penalty, I'm pretty sure. I had Omar Cooper penciled in. Um, he's but good. he had that touchdown that got called back, I guess. Um, and then he had the, the catch where he landed on his head, which was sick. Um, but yeah, there, there, you're right. There, there wasn't a ton else to look at. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's it. I mean, I guess sock up for DQ Carter as Gus kept calling him on TV, <laughs> uh, for catching the ball. Um, Bradley Archer's back. I mean, Cam Camper made an appearance again, which is great. And I thought again, he just looks like a stud and doesn't get targeted enough. Uh, I, it's hard to pick. I mean, Jalen Lucas again. I thought he looked scared some of the time when he had the ball, but leading receiver again with a touchdown. 
Uh, I, it's hard, man. It's really hard. I think it's people are got to be thinking like it's got to be hard on stock up for defense too. But what do you have stock up defense? I came up with four names. Um, I think three are pretty obvious, and there are ones we have repeated quite a bit. The one that really stuck out to me at the end uh, was Robbie Harrison, a 330-pound freshman defensive tackle. He had uh, three tackles late in the game. He was doing pretty well against the run. Okay. I was going to say the run defense in general, and I know people are going to be rolling their eyes and be like, oh, it gave up 163 yards. Again, here we are with two absolute studs of running backs, right? Blake Corum, 13 carries, 52 yards. Okay. Donovan Edwards, nine carries, 20 yards. They both scored a touchdown. But again, we talked about that short field. I didn't think they looked very effective at all against this defense. There were a couple times. I think Blake, Blake caught one. Like he came in on like a jet sweep and picked up maybe nine or 10. I'm trying to see his longest run was 12 yards. Donovan Edwards, the longest run was five yards. I mean, you can go through their leading rusher was Benjamin Hall who came in. I think it was like towards the end of the game. Yeah. He, right? he, he took the Kellel Mullings uh, role because he was out last week. Yeah. Your buddy that you hyped up is like mm-hmm. one of the first things they talked about was him being out. <laughs> all I said was he's the pounder late in the game. That's all I said. <laughs> um, I, I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was pretty good. I mean, if we want to name a player, Linnell Carr had a good had a really yeah, good game. That, that's the answer. That's the answer. Yeah. Aaron Casey again solid on national TV. It looked really good again. They they made sure Andre Carter wasn't going to beat them. They rolled a lot of their production scheme towards him, which made which made Linnell Carr the kind of you know logical choice to to really but they had four sacks. Yeah. Uh, I think all of them were in the first half. Um, but they were they got after it in the in the pass rush and they also limited pretty well in the run game because as you talked about 163 yards but 58 of those at least uh no 58 there's another six so i'd say they held them under 100 uh before yeah. garbage time so yeah and that's that, that's what michigan wants to do michigan doesn't want want to throw the ball i mean they will he's a very good quarterback speaking mm-hmm. of heisman i think he's third now um how many damn sideline throws did you see oh you didn't watch the game but I he probably had too many of the 14 completions, I'd say seven of them were dead eyes on the sideline. Yeah. He's a good quarterback. Was he the big five-star guy that kind of came in and they started to kind of work him in with uh, McNamara? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 He's a, he's a good, solid, good, solid player. So they had to try so hard not to give him the job outright. It was a whole like political thing. And then, yeah. you know, not political, political. But I like, get it. But, you know, College football politics. Yeah. Yeah. Recruiting politics. Yeah. All that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, stock down offense. Yeah. So we talked about it. It's the quarterback room. I went through the stats. I mean, you cannot be 4-0 in the turnover game and all of them responsible of the quarterback. Um, you know, it was, it's just, it, you know, I, I don't want uh, I don't want to dwell on it. It's just frustrating. Got to have somebody. I don't care who it is. It doesn't. That's the whole thing is at this point, both of them are eligible. Both of them are viable. Just name one of them and let it be them. I just don't like the whole, you know, one foot in, one foot out. Make a decision and go with it. We've said it from the get go. Stop waiting around too late in the season. Yeah, I 
I don't have anything else to add to that. It's hard to pick on the running back room. I thought Christian Turner looked okay um, on a few of the runs that he had, but he only ran mm-hmm. the ball eight times. Mm-hmm. You know, well they were down. I mean, how down. can you how can you run? I get after it. the first quarter, right, yeah. right. Um, you know, the leading rusher in attempts was Brendan Sorsby, mm-hmm. and he was for thirty yards, but that includes sack yardage. Somebody um, was running for his life backwards too. Yeah, yeah. Trent Howland. We've already talked to. I mean, he was good. It's it's just hard to pick, I guess. Um, so I'll just stick with the whole quarterback situation and and just need to nail down on and and stick with it. So, um, stock down defense. Yeah, playmakers. I mean, I, we mentioned the four sacks, but zero turnovers caused, one PBU. Nobody's getting their hands on balls. It was just, you know, they weren't giving up giant plays, which was nice. They were limiting. They were kind of compacting things as much as possible. Um, but in the big house, in a game where you're trying to pull off some semblance of an upset, trying to keep the game close, you had momentum through the whole first quarter. Man, if you would have been able to get a turnover or something to keep the momentum going as long as possible, keep yourself in the game, that just never happened. Yeah, I th- there are a few plays that I saw where you were just talking about playmakers and stuff, and I immediately popped out. There were two passes, maybe on the same drive. Phil Dunham where, undercut one, missed yeah. it by about and Noah Pierre the same six thing, inches. missed yeah. it, just missed it. Where I mean, I don't know if those are game game changing plays or not. You know what? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. I'll call out a game changing play and call. I'm not gonna call out the player, but stupid penalties. Oh, that was going to be my. I I had that person on here, and I was like, no, I can't do that. But I don't right. call out the exact play. It was bad. I mean, they were starting to gain a little bit of momentum, but it was not anything where like you felt it was over. As soon as that happened, that was it. Ball game. It was over. Um, it was so unnecessary too. Like I don't understand where it comes from. I've been injured and like had somebody roll on top of me or like i've never wanted had the urge of like throw them off of me like that like that was insane i I don't know it didn't make any sense and i'm kind of glad he hobbled and went and sat straight down on the bench where he needed to stay so i saw the i can't remember what football game it was on red zone exact same thing happened in a pro game today really Mm -hmm. he hurt himself kind of tossed the guy or smacked him in the helmet or something got 15 and just ran straight to the bench and didn't see him again the rest of the day. Yeah. Oh, there was a there was a hands to the face too, but I think that was on offense. It was Zach mm. Carpenter had a had yep. a bad hands to the face um on one of ten. And Taven, let's be real. Taven had a couple drives where he came out and was killed by other people. Like yeah. bad penalties. Um, I mean, I I've referenced a Carter Smith false start. I mean, that's third and seven. We're probably gonna try to run the ball there. I mean, you're on the 11 yard line. You're probably got two down territory. If not, you run the ball. You set up a field goal. Boom, take three points. Get out of there. Right? No, you you run it. That's the time you run that third and seven draw. Yeah. And you set up you set up the three points and you get the hell out of there with a the ten point lead. Exactly. And uh, I think that would have been three nothing to start. Oh, that was yep. That, you're that was right. Sorry. You're but right. instead, you get put into a third and twelve where you know you feel like you have to make a play and and there it is. So. Um, and then I think that was also him too that got the was on the drive with the penalty with the hands of the face, or maybe that was Soresby too. But I don't know. I want I don't want to play sides and and pick a pick a quarterback. I just think they need to pick one and stick with it and be done. Um, 
but yeah, that's it. That's all I've got. Stocks down. Uh, what is next? Next is uh, our word from our sponsor, Monon Track Club, MTC's Indiana's running brand, built on a deep love for the sport and the Hoosier State. They craft products, tell stories, and create experiences that aim to celebrate support and add to Indiana's running culture. Check out the link in the show notes for more details on their club runs and shop their sick gear from shirts to hoodies to koozies. As a thank you to our listeners, they're offering 10% off your order. Use promo code LEO10 at checkout. That's LEO10, LEO10 at checkout to get 10% off. Now let's get back to the show. And let's get back to something I was thinking about while I was reading that, which basically I was reading it, but I know it by heart, I think, at this point. So um, I wasn't really reading it. Now I'm bending over to pick up a pen and uh, carrying the microphone with me. So I don't know how that went. But um, why? How do I phrase this? I watched and I did. I did the no, no. I watched more college football after IU lost, which I never do that. But I sat there and watched bad teams compete. I watched Pitt beat Louisville one and I think they were one and five, one and four pit. Beat Louisville. Be competitive. They just had a coaching change, I think. Be competitive with a good team. Where IU used to do that. I used bad. I used used to be bad teams. I mean, Kevin Wilson's teams were bad. Some of them. Three wins, two wins, four wins, right? But they they'd stay within. Seven points of Michigan. Take Iowa to triple overtime. Where is it? What what happened? Where's this at? Is it still there? Am I just am I just not looking at it? Did we just did we just run into? Let's just say we ran into a, a an on fire, just bulldozer of an offense in Maryland and just got outbeat just right there in the first quarter. Maybe that's what happened. And then the other losses, you know, Louisville tight should have won that or maybe taken it to overtime up close. Ohio State's a, a juggernaut. Michigan's a juggernaut. Is that is that just how I should look at it? Or is Pitt not Pitt doesn't get to play Michigan? Well, I I think it all begins. This is this is gonna be in my sack or my final thought or whatever, but we'll just get to this now. And it's it all the NC the college football game and the pro football game are wildly different. Um but there's one, there's two things at least that that really are the the main similarities in in good teams in both of those leagues now, and it's coaching and quarterbacks. Almost every single team you look at in the pros and in college football has a hell of a quarterback and has at least you know one or two, you know, most up and down the staff of of pretty good coaches. And I think that's the biggest thing we're running into is if you don't have a quarterback, if you don't have coordinators, if you don't have a head coach, you're up Creek every single week. And it makes it hard to compete against the really good teams. And because you don't have the success, because you don't have the winning experience, we're needing the really tough games against the teams that are kind of in your league that are on your level you don't have that success factor. You don't have that previous success to, to fall back on, to, to say, Hey, I know how this feels. I know what decisions, what talent, what dedication it takes to, to get to this level and, and to succeed over and over again. Um, 
And so, you know, I think the answer is when, when Penix and DeBoer left, um, it's been a revolving door at the quarterback position and a consummate ineffectiveness at the offensive coordinator position. And I think we've talked about Tom Allen, not exactly being the best in-game coach. And boy, has that been magnified when you don't have any coordinators really, really helping you out. Yeah, I, I can see that. I can see that for sure. Um, okay. Let's revisit predictions real quick. Hand out a winner. Um, Brandon has, has won three straight. Congratulations, Brandon. Um, Seth and I both had this down as a loss at 17 to 34. Um, Brandon had 17 to 38. Mm -hmm. So Brandon wins with his four point difference. So everybody go to Twitter and congratulate Brandon at Brandon Dubich, um, on his win. So, um, did you have anything else in Seth's sack? No, nope. That was it. I, I just, I, I didn't put any talk about the quarterback position in the outline and I, the sack just said, make sure talk quarterback lots. Gotcha. I, I assume that's how your sack talks. Um, <laughs> you left in talk about Seth's Sunday morning tweet. Do you have yeah, that's Sunday wrong. morning tweet? No, that's from that's from post that Akron time. still, I think. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's it, guys. Um, hopefully it's not too depressing on a Monday. I uh I'm still I'm still there, but I'm on I'm on my last straw. As my mom. No, don't do this. This is exactly what we predicted. We predicted two and four. It. I understand this is, it. This is what you this is what you expect. It, ha- it can't happen on Saturday. It's a Super Bowl, right? It is. I mean, it is. You said it in the text, and I totally agree. It is legitimately a must win. Like it is it not is a, a Rutger Super Bowl. Yeah. It's big time. It's big time. And there's gonna be about thirty four thousand people there. If you win. So many sins are forgiven. Oh my god, I'm so <laughs> I'm turning Twitter notifications back on. I'm all over it. I'm so that's back. the great that's the great thing is we get to talk on it Wednesday. We get to be optimistic again. We get to talk shit about New Jersey and the fake New York wannabes and all the history of college football and all that jazz. But yeah, expected to be two and four. You are two and four. Next week's a new chance. A lot of games left. A six to be exact. Right. Yeah, six. Shit, against seven some, still on the table. Against some bad teams. <laughs> there There's nobody's beating teams. the brakes off anybody. No, no. Penn State's the only one that's... There are five winning opportunities left. Yeah, I was say, Penn State's the only one off the table. Did Wisconsin lose Saturday? Yeah, Who they I think lose so. To? Minnesota, maybe? No, they'd be like a champ. No, like was that Iowa? Game. Of course they lost to Iowa. That was Iowa. Wisconsin football, ESPN. I always just do the ESPN makes it easier. <laughs> so they're four and two. They lost to Iowa fifteen to six. And their stud running oh, back Malusi. I saw his I saw his ankle. Yeah. And their quarterbacks hurt. Doesn't yeah. look good, it says. And who'd they go to their backup? Wasn't even Evers either. It was uh Oh no. goodness. They went to somebody else who surprised me a little bit. As good? No, no just as he wasn't. Uh, I thought Evers was going to be number two. Braden Locke. There we go. That's the dude from uh, Mississippi State. I think so. Stats. 
uh, I don't know. That's just, I think that's, that's right. Your stats. Yeah, yeah. Pretty sure from that Mississippi was definitely State. the guy who's quarterback. I'm just saying. I don't know if he's from Mississippi State. That okay. sounds right. Six foot quarterback. I didn't say that he was a prototypical, you know, day one draft pick. I just said that he played. Uh, yeah. If Fickle was any sort of a, you know, not stupid, they just run the ball all the time. And oh, Braylon Allen averages six points. He ran one of them into the ground. That's the problem. Yeah, true. Probably. Probably. So, all right. Well, there you go. That's all I've got. All right. Be sure to check Read out my outro. Come on. This is your outro? This is my outro. Be sure to check out the pod on Twitter and Instagram. I'm going to read it verbatim on podcast or at podcast. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Hold on. Uh, I was just doing some other. Let's start. Over. Be sure to check out the pod on pod on Jesus. Be sure to check out the pod on Twitter and Instagram at podcast. Please follow our partner at big banter sports for all of the latest updates, including our podcast, as well as the other 13 crappy football teams in the conference. Be sure to download, follow, rate, and review on all of our platforms. Join us next week as we preview our next game at home against Rutger. Was that on purpose? Yeah, I took out new. I took out threads. But you said Rutger. Uh-huh. Okay. They're not plural. There's right. one of them. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. You're not as optimistic as me. I would have put as we preview our victory. As we get I'm back on the winning, right. winning ways, homecoming, baby. Tell them we'll talk to you later. Love you guys. Elio. Elio. <laughs>